听，鸟儿的欢鸣，溪水的婉转。听，爱与恨，悲与喜，苦与乐，得与失。听，跳跃的文字，灵动的声音。You're listening to more to read. 欢迎您收听轻松调频美文阅读 ，more to read。我是沈听，让我们在这里一起听美文、学英语。More to read， 用文字抒发感情，用文字诉说故事，用文字穿越古今。Daily quote。子曰：“不患无畏，患所以立；不患莫己知。”求为可知也。Confucius said, "Do not worry about not having a position, but worry about establishing yourself. Do not worry about being unknown, but strive to make yourself worthy of being known." 刚才我们听到的这句话出自《论语·礼仁篇》，意思是：孔子说，不要担忧没有地位，要担忧没有立身之道，不要担忧无人知道自己，要努力使自己值得被了解。《礼仁篇》是《论语》的第四篇，包括26章，主要内容涉及到义与利的关系问题、个人的道德修养问题、孝敬父母的问题。以及君子与小人的区别。这一篇包括了儒家的若干重要范畴、原则和理论，对后世都产生过较大影响。《论语》是春秋时期思想家、教育家孔子的弟子及再传弟子记录孔子及其弟子言行而编成的语录文集，成书于战国时期。全书共二十篇，四百九十二章，以语录体为主，叙事体为辅。较为集中地体现了孔子及儒家学派的政治主张、伦理思想、道德观念、教育原则等。作品多为语录，但词约意赋，有些语句篇章形象生动。其主要特点是语言简练、近浅易懂，而用意深远，有一种雍容和顺、迂徐含蓄的风格，能在简单的对话和行动中展示人物形象。子曰：“不患无畏，患所以立；不患莫己知，求为可知也。” Confucius said, "Do not worry about not having a position, but worry about establishing yourself. Do not worry about being unknown, but strive to make yourself worthy of being known." 
night, Sergei Yasenin. The river quietly dreams, dark forest stands still, crake doesn't scream, and nightingales don't trill. It's a night of silence. The rill hardly makes a sound, while moon's brilliance silvers everything around. Silver shines the river, silver shines the rill, silver shines and shivers, dewy grass on the hill. Night, just silence, all nature sleeps safe and sound, while moon's brilliance silvers everything around. Shiarkai 只听得溪水轻轻的歌唱夜来临听到的诗歌《The 莫斯科酒馆之音、安娜斯涅金娜等。叶塞宁出生于梁赞省康斯坦丁诺沃村的农民家庭。次年他首次对外发表了作品《王林杰》同年又连续发表《新雪》《白话》等作品
1922年至1923年，跟随妻子邓肯在中东和西欧游历。1925年发表了《安娜·斯涅金娜：黑人》。同年12月28日，叶赛宁在列宁格勒自杀。叶赛宁早期创作的诗，首先是与民间创作传统联系在一起的，农民的生活风俗、传说、神话、宗教诗、民间抒情歌曲和谣曲。所有这些都进入叶赛宁的诗歌体系，良赞平原淳朴的风情和自幼所受的教育，积淀了他的传统文化心理。鲜活的民间词汇则丰富了他的诗歌语言。他的创作源泉、诗歌主题都源自人民的生活，源自故乡的大自然。叶赛宁的自然风景诗的另一个显著特征是，风景画面的诗性建立在自然界与人的世界相结合的亲密关系上。而人的世界则在与自然生命的联想中展开。The night, Sergei Yasenin. The river quietly dreams. Dark forest stands still. Crake doesn't scream, and nightingales don't trill. It's a night of silence. The rill hardly makes a sound, while moon's brilliance silvers everything around. Silver shines the river. Silver shines the rill. Silver shines. And shivers, dewy grass on the hill. Night, just silence. All nature sleeps, safe and sound, while moon's brilliance silvers everything around. Beauty of words. 樊龙又译作房龙，一八八二年出生于荷兰，二十世纪初到美国求学教书，当记者，从事创作，大半生在美国度过，于一九四四年去世。他擅长写历史题材和人物传记，文字浅近流畅，文体通俗易懂。二战期间，因支援荷兰反抗德国占领而闻名于世。今天为大家选读的这篇文章《Hate》仇恨，节选自作者的一篇同名散文，也是这篇文章的主要部分，但可以独立成篇。作者在文中假借一个曾在荷兰从事地下活动反抗纳粹的朋友之口，讲了这么一个富于传奇色彩的故事，并说战争结束前夕，这故事在荷兰民间广为流传。以抒发他的骨肉同胞，也是他自己对德国法西斯的深仇大恨。好，下面呢，就让我们一起来读一下这篇文章的中英文版本。中文版本由小然翻译。Hate, Hendrik William Van Loon。仇恨，樊龙。Suddenly, the war was over, and Hitler was captured and brought to Amsterdam. A military tribunal condemned him to death, but 
How should he die? To shoot or hand him seemed too quick, too merciful. Then someone uttered what was in everybody's mind: the man who had caused such incredible suffering should be burned to death. 战争忽然结束，希特勒抓到了，押解到阿姆斯特丹，军事法庭判他死刑。可怎么个死法？枪毙了吧，上绞架吧，都未免死得太快，太便宜了他。后来不知是谁说出了大家的心里话：此人造成的苦难简直令人难以置信，应该把他烧死。But Objected one judge, our biggest public square in Amsterdam holds only ten thousand people, and seven million Dutch men, women, and children will want to be there to curse him during his dying moments. 可是，有一名法官不赞成。我们阿姆斯特丹最大的广场也只能容纳万把人，可他要死了。到时候，男男女女、少小娃子，是荷兰人，谁不想上前去咒他一句？总得有七百万人呢、啊。Then another judge had an idea: Hitler should be burned at the stake, but the wood was to be ignited by the explosion of a handful of gunpowder set off by a long fuse, which should start in Rotterdam and follow the main road to Amsterdam by way of Delft, The Hague. Leiden and Harlem. Thus, millions of people crowding the wide avenues which connect those cities could watch the fuse burn its way northward to Herr Hitler's funeral pyre. 于是，又一名法官出了个点子：希特勒应该绑在火刑柱上烧死，不过木柴要拿一把火药来点着，火药用一根长引线来引爆，引线。应该从鹿特丹迁起，然后沿着主干公路走德尔夫特、海牙、莱登、哈勒姆，再接到阿姆斯特丹。这样，千家万户平民百姓簇拥在连接这几座城市的宽阔大道上，都可以一睹这根引线由南向北一路燃去，直到把为希特勒阁下举行火葬的柴火堆点着。A plebiscite was taken as to whether this was a fitting punishment. There were four million nine hundred and eighty-one thousand and seventy-six yeas and one nay. The nay was voted by a man who preferred that Hitler was pulled to pieces by four horses. 如此承办是否妥当？还特地举行了一次公民投票，既有四百九十八万一千零七十六票赞成。一票反对，投反对票者提出，应对希特勒处以四马分尸。At last, the great day came. The ceremony commenced at four o'clock on a June morning. The mother of three sons who had been shot by the Nazis for an act of sabotage they did not commit set fire to the fuse, while a choir sang a solemn hymn of gratitude. Then the people burst forth into a shout of triumph. This great day has finally come. Six days later, in the morning, the ceremony began. There was a mother, her three sons were all killed. They said that the Nazis had committed a crime against humanity. 
，如今引线就由他来点燃。这时，唱诗班唱起了一首庄严的感恩赞美诗，接着人群里爆发出一阵胜利的欢呼。The spark slowly made its way from Rotterdam to Delft and on toward the Great Square in Amsterdam. People had come from every part of the country. Special seats had been provided for the aged and the lame and the relatives of murdered hostages. 火花从鹿特丹慢慢燃到德尔夫特，往前再奔阿姆斯特丹的广场。全国四面八方都来了人，上了年纪的、有残疾的、遇害人质的亲属，都被有专席接待。Hitler, clad in a long yellow shirt, had been chained to the stake. He preserved a stoical silence until a little boy climbed up on the pile of wood surrounding the former Führer and placed there a placard which read, "This is the world's greatest murderer." This so aggravated Hitler's pent-up feelings that he burst forth into one of his old harangues. Hitler, 身穿黄色长衫，已经被锁链拴在了火刑柱上。他始终保持自制。默不作声，直到有个小男孩爬上这位前元首身边的柴堆，贴上一张告示，写的是：“本人乃盖世元凶。”这一下可激发了希特勒憋在心里的情绪，他居然故技重演，破口大骂起来。The crowd gaped, for it was a grotesque sight to see this little man ranting away, just as if he were addressing his followers. Then a terrific howl of derision silenced him. 观众都傻了眼，这么个小小人物竟然大放厥词，活像是在对他的徒子徒孙训话，真是一大奇观，好不滑稽。接着是惊天动地的吼声一片，嘲笑四起，把他镇住了。Now came the great moment of the day, about three o'clock in the afternoon. The spark reached the outskirts of Amsterdam. Suddenly, there was a roll of drums. Then, with an emotion such as they had never experienced before, the people sang the Wilhelmus, the national anthem. Hitler, now ashen grey, futilely strained at his chains. 最隆重的时刻到了，下午三点钟光景，火花燃到了阿姆斯特丹的郊区。霎时间，鼓声震天。接着，人们怀着从来没有这么激动的心情，唱起了国歌《威尔海尔穆斯》。希特勒这时面如死灰，无可奈何的死拽住身上的锁链不放。When the Wilhelmus came to an end, the spark was only a few feet from the gunpowder. Five more minutes, and Hitler would die a horrible death. The crowd broke forth in a shout of hate. A minute went by, another minute. Silence returned. Now the fuse had only a few inches to go, and at that moment, the incredible happened. 国歌唱毕，火花离火药只有几英尺了。再过五分钟，希特勒就不得好死了。观众仇恨心切，一下子迸发出来，喊声大作。一分钟过去了，又过一分钟，重新安静下来。
眼看引线只剩下几英寸了。就在此时此刻，偏偏出了不可思议的事。A wizened little man wriggled through the line of soldiers standing guard. Everybody knew who he was. Two of his sons had been machine gunned to death by parachute troops. His wife and three daughters had perished in Rotterdam's Holocaust. Since then, the poor fellow had seemed deprived of reason, wandering aimlessly about, and supported by public charity, an object of universal pity. 有个一身干瘪的小个子男人，拐弯抹角混过了执行警戒的士兵队列，谁都知道他。他有两个儿子，叫伞兵部队拿机枪扫死了。他的妻子、三个女儿都在鹿特丹的大屠杀中丧生。从那时起，这个可怜的人就好像一直神志不清。他无所事事，到处流浪，全靠社会上的慈善团体养着。一个人人见了都同情的人物。But what he did now made the crowd turn white with anger, for he deliberately stamped upon the fuse. And put it out. 可眼下，他的举动触犯了众怒，大家脸都气得刷白。原来他特意跑去采那根引线，把火踩灭了。Kill him! Kill him! The mob shouted, but the old man quietly faced the menacing populace. Slowly, he lifted both arms toward heaven. Then, in a voice charged with fury, he said, "Now, let us do it all over again." 杀了他，杀了他！众人叫嚷起来。只见老人面对着杀气腾腾的群众，神色从容。他缓缓地朝天举起双臂，接着，他愤恨地说：“咱们再从头点起来。” Hate, Hendrik Willem van Loon. Suddenly, the war was over, and Hitler was captured and brought to Amsterdam. A military tribunal condemned him to death. But how should he die? To shoot or hang him seemed too quick, too merciful. Then someone uttered what was in everybody's mind. The men who had caused such incredible suffering should be burned to death. But, objected one judge, our biggest public square in Amsterdam holds only ten thousand people, and seven million Dutch men, women, and children will want to be there to curse him during his dying moments. Then, another judge had an idea: Hitler should be burned at the stake. But the wood was to be ignited by the explosion of a handful of gunpowder set off by a long fuse, which should start in Rotterdam and follow the main road to Amsterdam by way of Delft, the Hague, Leiden, and Harlem. Thus, millions of people crowding the wide avenues which connect those cities could watch the fuse burn its way northward to Herr Hitler's funeral pyre. A plebiscite was taken as to whether this was a fitting punishment. 
there were 4,981,076 yeas and one nay. The nay was voted by a man who preferred that Hitler was pulled to pieces by four horses. At last, the great day came. The ceremony commenced at four o'clock on a June morning. The mother of three sons who had been shot by the Nazis for an act of sabotage they did not commit set fire to the fuse, while a choir sang a solemn hymn of gratitude. Then the people burst forth into a shout of triumph. The spark slowly made its way from Rotterdam to Delft and on toward the Great Square in Amsterdam. People had come from every part of the country. Special seats had been provided for the aged and the lame and the relatives of murdered hostages. Hitler, clad in a long yellow shirt, had been chained to the stake. He preserved a stoical silence until a little boy climbed up on the pile of wood surrounding the former Führer and placed there a placard which read, "This is the world's greatest murderer." This so aggravated Hitler's pent-up feelings that he burst forth into one of his old harangues. The crowd gaped, for it was a grotesque sight to see this little man ranting away, just as if he were addressing his followers. Then a terrific howl of derision silenced him. Now came the great moment of the day, about three o'clock in the afternoon. The spark reached the outskirts of Amsterdam. Suddenly, there was a roll of drums. Then, with an emotion such as they had never experienced before, the people sang the Wilhelmus, the national anthem. Hitler, now ashen grey, futilely strained at his chains. When the Wilhelmus came to an end, the spark was only a few feet from the gunpowder. Five more minutes, and Hitler would die a horrible death. The crowd broke forth in a shout of hate. A minute went by, another minute. Silence returned. Now the fuse had only a few inches to go, and at that moment, the incredible happened. A wizened little man wriggled through the line of soldiers standing guard. Everybody knew who he was. Two of his sons had been machine gunned to death by parachute troops. His wife and three daughters had perished in Rotterdam's Holocaust. Since then, the poor fellow had seemed deprived of reason, wandering aimlessly about, and supported by public charity, an object of universal pity. But what he did now made the crowd turn white with anger, for he deliberately stamped upon the fuse. And put it out. Kill him! Kill him! The mob shouted, but the old man quietly faced the menacing populace. Slowly, he lifted both arms toward heaven. Then, in a voice charged with fury, he said, "Now, let us do it all over again."
。您也可以通过云听 App 在线实时收听美文阅读以及轻松调频的其他节目，并随时聆听节目回放。想要查看美文阅读节目文稿，欢迎您访问网站 radio.cgtn.com， 找到美文阅读板块即可。今天的节目就到这儿，我是沈听，我们明天见。